Welcome to the NCEA podcast. Today's podcast is a replay of an earlier podcast from February 8th, 2023. It is called Data Discover Catholic Schools Week in Branding with our own Beth Ruinsky and Crystal Berry. We are very excited to announce that this year's Discover Catholic Schools Week is in November from the 12th to the 19th. Please be sure to check back on our website for more information regarding Discover Catholic Schools Week. Hello and welcome to NCEA Talk. I am excited to join you all today. I am here uh, today with our VP of Marketing, Crystal Berry. My name is Beth Rosinski, and I am the Educational Content Coordinator here at NCEA. And today we have a very exciting podcast for you all talking about marketing, communication plans, and all of that good stuff regarding getting the good news of your Catholic schools out there. Crystal, would you like to say hi? Yeah, hi. Um, like Beth said, my name is Crystal Berry, and I'm the Vice President of Marketing here at NCEA. I have been um, focusing solely in Catholic education marketing for about seven years, but previous to that, my background is in corporate marketing, nonprofit, um, and development. So I have a fairly substantial background in marketing in general, but um, my passion is definitely marketing Catholic schools. And Beth, what about you? Uh, How did you come Um, here? How did I get here? Uh, Mm -hmm. Same. My background is in marketing as well. So I spent quite a bit of time um, on the ground doing inbound marketing and things like that. And then I transitioned into Catholic schools where I was a teacher for a little while, uh, worked in various positions at Catholic schools, and then ended up at NCEA working with you. Yes. And we are very blessed to have you. Um, (laughs) All right. So Beth, I guess the, it bears noting, why are we here? Yeah, that's how how did we how did we get here um, for this podcast? And so you noted that we're focusing on marketing our schools and communication plans and things like that. Um, But really, you and I spent time at CLS this last October. And what we both found was there was a tremendous amount of feedback from our superintendents on just really reasonable, actionable questions on mm-hmm. how to market schools, how superintendents can support their principals mm-hmm. on um, things that are, you know, they're not extraordinarily difficult tasks, but unless you have a really basic understanding of marketing marketing and communications, it, it really is tough to pull off. And especially if you don't have a staff right. um, in at, either at the diocesan level or in your schools. So, um, you know, I, I spent time at the diocesan level in um, an advancement and enrollment management team. And what I what I thought was really interesting was most of the people that I was working with did not have a background in marketing or communications or business, for that matter. A lot of them were either previously school parents or they had they held a different position within the school system. So some of them were used to be secretaries, some of them were gym teachers, some of them were um, janitors that also were doing advancement. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really, um, and it's what a perfect industry to get into 
specifically marketing Catholic schools if you're already passionate about Catholic schools, right? right? Because really marketing is just figuring out a way to shout from the rooftops all of the exciting things about your school. Absolutely. Yeah, Crystal, as you noted, it's um, it's kind of a two-prong approach to marketing a Catholic school, right? One one prong is having that passion and having that dedication to the Catholic school, which, you know, all of our stakeholders do have, right? Our parents, our students, our marketing teams, if we have them, whatever that may be. Um, and then the second prong is actually having the boots on the ground. Okay, now what do we do, right? What is the strategy? What what can we put into place? And that's what we want to talk about today. Um, so uh, just overall, the three things that we want to hit, um, three actionable takeaway steps is one, looking at the data. Um, and not only looking at it, but now what do we do with it? How do we implement it? And how do we make decisions based on that data? And then second would be uh, honing in on Catholic Schools Week and Discover Catholic Schools Week using the resources that are available to you. Um, And then third would be uh, really focusing on branding of your school and focusing on, you know, identifying what is your charism, what makes you as a Catholic school special, and how do we talk about it? Right. And I think, um, you know, the first and the third point really marry together well, largely because there are so many resources that come either with the NCA membership or um, that other entities are releasing that really give actionable data on how Catholic schools are really set apart from Mm -hmm. the public system. And, um, the enrollment data, things like that. So let's jump in with data. Yeah, that is definitely a good place to start, Crystal. So when you say data, uh, what are you talking about? Where can our principals, our school leaders find this data? So we have a few different um, data reports and data sets that are really actionable for um, our principals and our superintendents. The first one I want to talk about is our parent perception survey, which the last one that was released um, was 2017. But since then, it has consistently been a primary pillar of schools and soup and um, dioceses on how their parents perceive their schools. And so in turn, what should they be communicating out to their market and their mm-hmm. population to draw them in? So really, if you think about it, marketing to its core is what how are you communicating out to your market on why they should engage with you? So what is the value proposition? Why is your school better than the school down the road? And a lot of that information you're going to find in, um, in the parent perception survey. So how they perceive your, how they perceive Catholic schools, um, things like that. So it's, it's timely in that um, we're actually going to be working on a new parent perception survey in partnership with Vatica. So um, kind of keep an, keep an ear to the ground about when that information will be coming out. We're hoping um, towards the end of the year. So um, you'll, you know, our members will get more information about that. But certainly um, start reviewing the parent perception survey that was released in 2017, because that, that's a good read just to understand why parents are choosing Catholic education. And then you can really hone in on why parents are choosing your school and your diocese. Um, 
So if I'm a principal, Crystal, and and I'm an NCA member, so I get the benefit of yes. getting access to this data, and I'm not a marketing professional, right? I, mm-hmm. I was an educator, and I moved into an admin position, and I'm very passionate about my Catholic school, but I don't have the marketing background. So when I'm looking at the top 10 reasons why the, princi- why the parents are inter- interested in my Catholic school, what can I do with that information? What's the first step for me and my team to move that into a marketing strategy? So I think having a communications plan is really important. So mm-hmm. how is how's the information being disseminated out to your prospective parents? Um, what is, what's your forward facing information that's on your website, on social media? So first you wanna evaluate your channels, um, but then start focusing on again, going back to why your school is set apart from, say, the public system. Um, Mm -hmm. Start asking your parents, why are you here? Sending out a survey. Mm -hmm. You know, why did you choose this school? Um, Staying in communication with them. And then really take that information, take the parent perception survey, because largely, yes, every Catholic school is exceptional in its own right. Um, And if you've met one Catholic school, you've met one Catholic school. Um, Mm -hmm. But the trends are real. And the national trends are real, and so you can um, you can really get a lot, glean a lot of information from the perception survey, um, and then start start communicating it out on those channels, why why your school is different, um, yeah. and start make sure that you're reminding your current parent population too about the differences in academic testing with mm-hmm. you versus maybe your state testing averages and standards. Um, and then extracurriculars, things like that. The family and community experience that come along with Catholic education is certainly something that you consistently see in um, Catholic school marketing that's really effective. And having a consistent drip. So in the marketing world, we would call it a drip campaign, right? But it really is, it's put in front of you all of the content you want to have in front of your parents or your prospective parents and put it in a bucket and then stretch it out. That's right. really all it is. That's all a drip campaign is. Um, so to make sure that your school is staying top of mind. Um, right. So, and utilizing the things like Canva, so you can create really great graphic content without any background in graphic design. Um, and I also would encourage principals and superintendents to really evaluate what other schools within um, our nation and NCA schools are doing, because that's the best place that they can learn is from one another. Absolutely. So the next um, data set that's really important is our national report card. So it's NAEP, um, N-A-E-P. And um, that And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners will have heard or seen recently on social media um, and schools leveraging that data because it really does show um, that Catholic schools are by leaps and bounds exceeding what what our public school counterparts have seen in things like academic data and things like that. So the next one I want to focus on is the data brief, um, which focuses on enrollment trends. And actually, that's really timely, too, because that is going to be going out to all of our superintendents on Friday. Um, So that between the parent perception survey, the NAEP national report card and our data brief, I think that those are really, um, really key pieces of 
um, you know, data sets to, to work from. Awesome. Okay. So, all right. So Beth, now that we have kind of worked through all of the clinical data conversation, even mm-hmm. though we'll be circling back around when we start talking about branding and charism, but, um, Let's talk about Catholic Schools Week and Discover Catholic Schools Week. And we are actually in the midst of Catholic Schools Week as we record this, which is really yes, exciting yeah. for um, NCA staff. It's so exciting to see all of our schools celebrate. But um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how schools can leverage our Catholic Schools Week and our mm-hmm. Discover Catholic Schools Week Um yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, we are right in the, we're, this is Wednesday of Catholic Schools Week right now. And um, seeing all of our schools celebrate uh, is just absolutely such a privilege. And then Discover Catholic Schools Week is about mid-November each year. Um, and Discover Catholic Schools Week is, again, another chance for schools to just really showcase what they do and how they do it well. As you mentioned, each Catholic school is is unique, right? Each Catholic school, while it is a Catholic school, it has its own charism, it has its own uh, unique brand about them. And Catholic Schools Week and Discover Catholic Schools Week is really a way to showcase that. Um, Luckily, we're in an age of, um, there's a lot of free marketing opportunities, right? Uh, With social media and word Mm -hmm. of mouth communications and things like that. And Catholic Schools Week and Discover Catholic Schools Week, uh, especially as an NCEA member, you get access to our marketing kits for these two events, um, which, you know, give you um, templates and and different communications that you can use to share with with your parents and and your communities. I think one important thing to know is that principals or admin teams often feel like maybe they can't devote the time to marketing because they don't have a marketing specialist on their team. Um, right. Or they don't have someone who's focused on marketing. And with that, I think, you know, not only Catholic Schools Week, but other times throughout the year, it's a really important time to use the resources that they do have, right? Whether it be, you know, paper resources from NCEA or whether it be the resources of the students and the parents right. that are devoted and dedicated to the Catholic schools, Um you know, I saw a school this week that had a, an open house mass and all the students were, you know, being the ambassadors and giving tours to new families. And it was just such a great way to use the people who are dedicated and passionate about the school to continue marketing it. Right. Um, speaking of student ambassadors, I, I was I oversaw the um, marketing and advancement at a school and man, was their uh, their open house tour game. It was just <laughs> It was on point. Um, And they had a group of student ambassadors and each tour that would be given um, by the staff, then the principal would let one of the student ambassadors know and that student ambassador would write a handwritten note to to the family and the child that did the tour. And, you know, after, after they enrolled, then the priest would give them a call. So yeah. I think that really yeah, leveraging talk about them. a drip campaign, right? Those right, those yeah, touches is that's was, really important. Yeah, I actually ended up sending my daughter to that school. It was um, Saint Joseph in in Redding, California, oh, shout and out to it, it 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 was. And so I over I I really did. I oversaw the um, advancement of that school. And what was funny was I didn't even know that they worked with the priest to have. A phone call and I can't tell you how honored I was. You know, those kinds of things are really important. It does seem like a lot, but there's a way to put all of those facets together and put them in play and crowdsource um, help from 
your full community and your your student population. The important note there is is don't be afraid to ask, right? Don't be afraid to ask parents, um, you know, if they mm-hmm. want to help, if they want to, you know, volunteer at an open house and things like that. And students as well, you know. Right. And I think that um, a big part of what Catholic schools do is teach kids how to communicate independently. Mm-hmm. So giving agency to our students on how to communicate out about different types of initiatives um, that aren't necessarily just academic, but it really does encourage them to um, get out of their comfort zone and Mm -hmm. work on their communication skills, work on their um, kind of digital and social media skills and things like that. Yeah, and Um, I wanted to produce proud alumni that come back to the school. That's exactly it. And (laughs) go to your your auctions and donate. Yeah, exactly. But um, (laughs) So I wanted to talk a little bit about the parent population. So as we know, most of our Catholic schools um, require and ask parent hours of their parent population. One of the ways that I have seen to be really effective in Catholic schools is really assessing your parent population and the um, skill sets, because oftentimes a parent is the one that either does it professionally, they have a marketing background, they have a communications background, um, and they start working on social media. They start working Mm -hmm. on things like marketing. They start uh, working on marketing auctions. And then oftentimes those end up being staff members because they move and think of, can you think of anybody more passionate about Catholic education than oftentimes Catholic school parents? Right. Um, so I, you know, I, I really encourage schools and principals to evaluate those kinds of skill sets because um, that's, it really is an invaluable resource to utilize. Definitely. So, so um, thank you for telling us a little bit about Catholic Schools Week and Discover Catholic Schools Week. Of course. Uh, lastly, do we want to move into talking about Uh, branding and, you know, really honing in on the charism of each Catholic school? Yeah, I I think that's, um, that's a perfect next step. So branding is probably if and I we I asked you this earlier, Beth, I said, if I was to tell you, you have 30 seconds, (laughs) tell every Catholic educator in the country, the most important thing they can focus on to market their school. And what was your answer? That, that, yeah, that was my answer was folk, find the charism, right? If, what right. is it that your Catholic school does? Or even as a teacher, what is it in your classroom that's different than other Catholic school classrooms? What makes your school your school? Right. And that's really the beauty of Catholic education. So, of course, we have, um, you know, advanced curriculum and um, resources and our academics far exceed our public school counterparts, but really it, it is the charism. It's the ability to share our faith with our students. It's the ability to celebrate, um, the catechism with our students and our parent population and the community that comes along with a Catholic school. So it's from the parish to the school, um, it's a different experience. Yeah, Crystal, as you mentioned before, um, you know, something that really was special to you as a parent was receiving a note from the priest. Um, and that's something obviously that Catholic schools have that public schools don't. Um, we have a, a parish that is associated with the school. So what are some ways uh, that principals and school network leaders can leverage that part of the community, the church part of the community that really does make us special? 
I think that, um, and this gets a little bit <clears throat> outside of marketing, but really making sure that the principal's in consistent communication and on the same page with the priest on what the value proposition of the school is. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, the priest is in front of the parish community all throughout the week. So him talking about that, you know, you can't have a more valuable advocate. Right. And um, I think that making sure that the principal and the priest are in consistent communication about the priest pushing out communications directly to the school population, visiting the school campus. Um, those things are really important to keep, to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to focus on branding. So branding is probably one of my favorite topics, obviously, <laughs> given my background and my career. Um, and I joked with a superintendent at CLS, um, you know, he said, I hope you don't mind, but do you, do you mind if I ask you some questions about school branding? And I said, you've literally found the biggest rabbit hole that you could find for me. So I can jump into this with you for hours on end. Um, So how you brand your school again, going, you know, it's, it's a bit of marketing jargon brand, right? Mm -hmm. Really brand is just how do people perceive and see your school? What is, um, is there, consistency in things like the color scheme is mm-hmm. there consistency in the logo the communications that you're sending out is it on a regular basis um and making sure that you have those kind of basics of branding what is your what is your value proposition why what sets you apart from your schools from other schools in the area um and making sure that the the forward facing experience is professional and consistent. Mm -hmm. So making sure that um, all of your content is, and this seems silly and it seems like something everybody would presume you would do, but copy edit, making sure there's no spelling errors. Um, And so focusing on those things, the website, social media content, um, pull in that logo and that branding into the communications you send to parents Mm-hmm. Um, so those kinds of things are really important for a Catholic school and they're really easy and yeah, they're, they're, de- they're definitely, uh, quick steps. Um, I feel like it mm-hmm. can be a little daunting, right. To, you know, say we're short staffed already, right. We're already wearing so many hats. Um, but I think as you're saying, Crystal is, it is important to take the time to note these little things, to make sure the logos are consistent, to make sure the branding is consistent. I think a little bit goes a long way in those little it steps. It does. Well, and it's, it's a really fast way to make a really big impression. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I always encourage schools to work through a basic audit and it's good to have, and I, and I actually am not a huge fan of committees because there's a thing called death by committee, but bringing together a group of your parents, a group of your staff and having a punch list of all of the areas, um, that, are publicly available to view website, like I said, social media, those kinds of things, any of the information that goes out from your school and evaluating all of those and auditing them. And that will give you really those like immediate next steps of where is everywhere that we can find our logo, where is everywhere that we can find even 
what you, what the name of your school is, because sometimes there's changes, little Mm -hmm. tweaks, little changes, but is there, is there an acronym that you're utilizing? Make sure that that's consistent. Um, so doing an audit is a really good way to kind of kick the branding exercise into high gear. Absolutely. I love that. Well, we are quickly approaching time. Um, but just as a quick recap, we gave three big important steps. Yes. Do you want to recap those before we wrap up? Yes. Utilizing the resources that the schools and members have available to them through NCEA. So we have our parent perception survey, our national report card, NAEP, and um, our data brief, which focuses on enrollment trends. Um, The next actionable step is really leveraging Catholic Schools Week and Discover Catholic Schools Week. with that, leveraging the parent population to um, kind of bring in some of some of the parents that have a background in marketing or communications. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, branding and charism. So working to ensure that your brand is consistent and also just taking, being very intentional about assessing what is the charism of your school and how, how do you set yourself apart from not just the other schools in your area, but even the Catholic school down the road. Absolutely. And then I also really want to encourage members, ask us questions. So we love to get questions from members on um, marketing, communications, and, you know, to have these opportunities to convey some of our background and experience um, and actionable steps is really exciting. So um, that is what I would advise. Well, thank you, Crystal. It was nice to have you on the podcast. I'm happy we got to talk about marketing and communications and your favorite thing ever, branding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll have to do this again sometime. And I say that in jest because we will be doing this again sometime. <laughs> um, members, just keep keep an eye out for um, more quick marketing tips and actionable steps through the podcast. And, um, you know, Beth and I will bring on other members, other professionals uh, to give you some, some good ideas. Absolutely. So members, viewers, listeners, keep your eyes out for that. Um, We will be uh, talking to you again soon. Thank you. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by NWEA. Grounded in the science of reading, MAP, Reading Fluency from NWEA measures fluency, literal comprehension, and foundational skills for an entire class in about 20 minutes, preserving weeks of instructional time versus traditional knee-to-knee assessments. Visit nwea.org to see how we support Catholic educators and their young readers with evidence-based literacy assessments, tools, and professional learning. The website again is nwea.org. Thank you.